In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, Romans chapter 8 is one of the most beautiful chapters in the Bible. And it's one I constantly go back to personally when I'm looking for the promises of God. And so the next three Sundays, our readings will come from this great chapter. And as we start off this great chapter in Romans 8, we begin with a declaration that God has lifted our death sentence. We have heard from St. Paul in Romans that we're all guilty of sin under the law and that the wages of our sin is a death sentence. We all stand accused as sinners. We are totally corrupted by sin. Our hearts have been enslaved to sin, totally captivated by it. But then we know even as Christians, we're still sinners. We still have hearts that sin. We have bodies that are unable to do what we know is right. We keep getting accused over and over for all our wrongdoings, and we wrestle with this reality. We are both fully sinners and fully made right with God. And then in Romans chapter 7, St. Paul ends with this great praise to God, because by Jesus Christ we have been rescued from the law's accusations, and we have been rescued from death. And so what does this all mean? What's the big so what of everything we've heard so far? Well, Romans 8.1 tells us precisely what it means. Therefore, there is no death sentence for those who are in Christ Jesus. There is no condemnation. There's no death sentence. It has been lifted. Your death sentence has been lifted. <clears throat> in fact, as verse 10 says, not only has your death sentence been lifted, but if Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also. Not only do you no longer stand under condemnation, but because Christ is in you, the consequences of your sin will be reversed. Your mortal body, which will someday be put into a grave, will once again be made alive. Everything that is dead about you will become alive through the work of the Holy Spirit. And this happens because the righteousness of Christ is given to you. Paul says here that you share everything with Christ. Now, was Christ left in the grave? No, and so neither will you be. Because Christ took your sin unto himself, you will not stand condemned before God. You will not face the death sentence that you deserve. Christ has already stood condemned on your behalf. There is no condemnation for those in Christ. And for the Christian, this changes everything about their identity, about their life, about their perspective. Everything about who you are is changed because you do not stand condemned. <clears throat> Sometimes it's said that modern people don't think about judgment much. In Luther's day, for example, Christians were very aware that a day was coming when they would stand before God. They were very aware that they were going to die. They were very aware that they would be judged by God. And so this was a terrifying prospect. They wondered over and over if they had done enough to be justified when they stood before God. Had they done enough to be saved? They worried that if the good did not outweigh the bad, then they just might end up cast into hell. And for the most part, people in our society, in our culture, modern people, they don't really have that fear anymore. 
But the truth is, people still fear condemnation. They fear being judged. Maybe they don't fear being judged by God on the last day so much, but they do fear judgment. They fear not living up to the standard they set for themselves. They fear being canceled by peers in the workplace. They fear being labeled a failure. They fear having wasted their lives. And there are many fears people live because they are afraid of being judged as not up to a standard of good. And this is what condemnation is. Most people simply have substituted fear of being condemned by God with fear of being condemned by others. And so even this morning, even to a modern audience, this is why Romans 8.1 is so important for us to hear. This is indeed about the judgment on the last day. On that last day, because of Jesus Christ, you will not be condemned. But we're also reminded that we are free from the condemnation of this world. As those who have been justified by faith, we live as slaves of God and not as slaves of this world. The condemnations of this world have no eternal consequence for you. You do not stand condemned before God. No matter what the world says about you, no matter what accusations are thrown at you, you do not stand condemned before God. And not only do you not stand condemned before God, St. Paul tells us you also bring pleasure to God. You please God. God is pleased with you. Having been rescued by Christ, having been given Christ's righteousness, and having been given the Holy Spirit, God now delights in you. God enters into your life and enters into you, and he creates in you what is good. He creates that which will delight him. He brings the very presence of his son into your life, and you become a person who bears that presence, and God delights in this. God delights in you. There's a great verse from the prophet Zephaniah, which describes it as, as this. The Lord your God is in your midst, a warrior who gives victory. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will renew you in his love. He will exalt over you with loud singing. I love that, that verse. God rejoices over you with gladness. He exalts over you with gladness. And it's not because he doesn't care about your sins. It's not that just he simply overlooks all the evil in your life and all your past, present, and future sins. Rather, it's because when God sees you, he sees his son in you. The righteousness of Christ has been exchanged with you. Christ took your sin and he gave you his holiness. And so God delights in you. God joyfully sings over you. And you can pursue the rich realities of what this means for your life. You're a person who does not need to be weighed down with shame, with guilt, with insecurities. You don't have to be weighed down with all that it entails being a sinner in this world. Nor do you have to attempt to live your life with the accusations of the law standing over you all the time. You simply get to be. You get to rest. You get to find joy in being one in whom God delights. If you've had someone who is overbearing in your life, you may begin to understand why this is good news, what the gospel is all about. Perhaps you've had a parent, a grandparent, a sibling, teacher, coach, neighbor, boss, where your relationship with them is defined by you never being good enough. 
You could study hard, get a B plus, and you were chastised for not getting an A. You could play a sport as well as you could, but you were never as skilled as the others who excelled, and you were told that you were not good enough. Perhaps you have a boss who's always critical of your work, or you have customers who are always critical. Maybe you're hard on yourself. Your conscience accuses you because you don't live up to a standard you set for yourself. And whatever that relationship is, you know how deflating the constant accusation can be. It's always difficult to be told how inadequate you are. You're not good enough. And this is how Satan will use the law in your life. He will accuse you with all kinds of lies. Lies like you're not a good enough Christian. You don't love your neighbor enough. You cause too many problems for your family. You don't pray enough. You're not excited about church like you should be and so on. Satan and the world will use these accusations to beat you down and to make you question what God has done for you. And so with these accusations, we have to hold on to the promises we find in Romans 8. No matter how inadequate I feel right now, there is no condemnation for those in Christ. No matter how critical people are of me, there is no condemnation for those in Christ. And no matter how many times I mess up, there is no condemnation for those in Christ. Because you see here in Romans 8 that the gospel, that the promises of God are not just about a second chance. This is not just being released from prison to be on probation. This is not just, okay, you're forgiven, but don't mess up again or you're really in for it. Instead, this is a declaration that you are God's beloved child. God has put his spirit into your heart. He has brought life to you, and he delights in who you are now. You do not stand condemned before God. Your sin, that which did once condemn you, was taken by Christ. It is gone. Your body of sin, that which ought to be left in hell forever, will be raised up and made immortal. Because you are not condemned, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.